dogs in the yard Might need a guard Every loss taken to heart Me first, that cannot be Must be these underdog episodes, see? Feeling much better, so suddenly Under the Monica, Monica G Crafted at night while all of them sleep I won't look a fool, taking this tool Defeating the opposition around me No, no, I'm not sorry Yes, I'm taking this knowledge and party Just barking, no harm, don't be startled Yes, I'm taking the title And it's so vital Thanks for the ride, I'll never be idle Turn up the dial, it's about to get wild And the points gon' pile up That is the underdog bite down Up at the day and the night now Easy as flying a kite now Come take a look at it right now Down is the underdog bite down Up at the day and the night now Easy as flying a kite now Come take a look at it right now Hey everyone, welcome to episode 178 of Dynasty Underdog. I'm your host, Jared Dawkins. Joining me tonight, Willie Beeman, and welcome back, Josh Goldberg. What's going on, guys? Nothing much, man. Everything's good. I'm glad to be back here. I mean, I gotta be honest, thank God for our Discord, because that definitely helped me stay in touch and keep up to date with what was going on with everything. I mean, oh, professional. That was a professional Discord drop right there. Hey, I, I, I tried, good. I tried, I tried. No, but honestly, I mean, having me back here, I made the move from sunny South Florida to snowy Cleveland, Ohio. And, oh wow! Uh, hey, we're we're rocking and rolling. Glad to be back, part of the show, and let's do this. Yeah, Josh, appreciate appreciate you you dropping the Discord in there. I really do want to keep mentioning that early on because I do want more people to join that. We have like listener leagues starting up. Um, need some more people to hop in there. So first come first serve from our Discord members. So yeah, join join the Discord. All right, let's hop into it. So the DU leagues are going to be transferring over to Sleeper. No one asked me, but. We're, we're, moving from, we're moving from MFL to sleeper. It's probably for the best. In the long Somebody's got to make the hard decisions around here, right? Yeah, it's kind of like a what was that? What was that video chat platform before Zoom? Uh, Skype. Yeah, so it's like yeah, it's kind of like Skype. It's like MFL Skype, and then here comes Zoom. You know, with the COVID shit. It's like nobody even uses Skype anymore. It's gonna go. Down one day, so. I mean, that that uh, happens though when you have a platform that actually listens to their users and improves the UI on it and isn't antiquated unfortunately yeah at least every time i want to like access mfl i can <laughs> i don't like i don't have that issue where i can't access you're the only person that cannot like, it just sits there and spins and spins and spins uh, i have that is i've never that's like got to be a uh i don't know west coast issue, west coast <laughs> issue or something like that bro like that don't happen over here like i never have that issue um yeah. but i don't know there's plenty of there's plenty of issues with MFL too. I mean, the fact that they don't have an app that could even spin for a second is is partially a problem. Oh. And, you know, a big part of what we do here, you know, Dynasty Underdogs, we're trying to get more people into Dynasty, right? So we, I want to be as accessible as possible with the leagues. And I do think MFL was kind of holding us back a little bit in that regard. Plus, I think one of the, the pros is just the engagement portion of it. Like, I think once you have everybody in sleeper, it's hard for them to hide from like engaging with folks unless they're just like completely, you know, out of it, out of touch and don't want to be part of the league anymore. Then that's a, that's a different thing. But I think as soon as we got, you know, one of our leagues in there, DU2 that we always complain about on here, like, I think we saw initial engagement, like immediately with that. So I think, you know, as, as we kind of get more into the off season and um, get settled into sleeper, I think we'll see more and more of that. So that's a big reason why I wanted to switch over. I also just think, to Josh's point, like the lack of innovation and improvement from MFL has it's been a little disappointing from my perspective. Like you'd think with all the money that they're kind of asking to just run regular dynasty leagues from, uh, from their, their users, like that they would be able to offer some of the things that sleeper is offering. So I just think sleeper is going to continue to improve. And, and I think there's going to be a time where we were going to potentially either have to do this or where new leagues that we wanted to start new listener leagues were going to be on there anyway. So I wanted to get them all in the same place and, and kind of just have it an easy transition. And honestly, our, our league mates have made it pretty easy. Our listeners have made it pretty easy. Like I was kind of concerned some of, some of them would be, um, you know, opposed to it and dip out, but they didn't most of them. And I also think one of the other major things with sleeper is the fact that they're getting into Debbie. They're already experimenting with it and trying to figure out the best way to implement it. Also, so <laughs> do you do you think so? Have you heard that, or, or are you yeah. just saying that because you saw like the you see some of their like college like stuff? I know I know they have like certain players on there, like, but it's not they're not I mean, it's, it's, or anything. No, it's not one hundred percent. They're still beta testing it out, but no, I mean they made an announcement I think last year that they were rolling through with it. They're just trying to figure out the best way to implement it. 
Okay. I don't, I don't remember that, but yeah, like if they do that, I mean, they're going to, you know, I, I think MFL is going to take a pretty big hit because that's really, I think where MFL has a stranglehold on the community right now is Devi leagues, very custom leagues. And I mean, if they add multi-copy kind of like multi-copy players and stuff to sleeper eventually, then that's going to, you know, take over like console wars where they can kind of move over there if they wanted to. Um, I think for those leagues that are super customized, MFL is still definitely a better platform because you can have all of the theme and everything like that. So I do think the customization for MFL is still key for those unique leagues. Like I still like it for um, a number of Debbie leagues. I have like those, the, the unique one, like console wars, like I would never want it on another site for that reason. I do think it's really, really good. And I really like MFL for a lot of things too. I think there's a lot of pros to it, but I mean, the fact that I have to go through like seven clicks to get to where I review a trade is just absolutely mind bending at this point um, in 2023. So yeah, there's, there's just, um, it's great for, for some leagues and, and not for others. There are some things that we're going to have to get used to. They're like, you can't add customized players. So you can't add like the custom picks in for like two thirteen or whatever. So some of that will become manual. And so there's ways around it, obviously. There's yeah. Players. I mean, basically what my other leagues do is they add like the 15th round or something. Then the yep. people yep. pick and then you just put in a bunch of fluff in there. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I think you could even add, like, if we have four round draft, you could add a fifth round and then you could yeah add like those picks in that round only manually throughout the draft and then like add them to the proper teams after like, there's definitely ways to do it that don't impact things too much. Um, so we'll work around it. We'll find our way, but yeah, yeah um, that's the thing. It is a manual process. That's the only thing I will say. Sorry. I know we're going on a tangent here a little bit, but it is a manual process transferring your league over from anything to sleeper. It is literally just inputting the teams manually, everything manually. So it's going to take you some time. Um, but I would suggest maybe reaching out to your league mates if you ever do want to do this and getting some help because that's kind of what we've done. We've had some really generous listeners um, and league mates who have really essentially done most of the work to set up the leagues. I mean, shout out Dan, shout out Dylan, two of our um, most loyal listeners and yeah. some of the better dynasty players we play with, but also some great league mates who put in the effort to get this transfer done and actually do the work, knowing that you know we all have a lot going on. I have a lot going on. So yeah, big shout out to them. But yeah. That's what we got going on. Uh, off season's underway already, man. We do not stop. I didn't take one second break, man, because um, I am excited to get into the off season. I am excited to get some new dynasty leagues going and, and draft post Super Bowl. It's going to be a fun one. Can you guys hear my computer go to do? Yeah, do do. That's where I haven't noticed it. <laughs> no. Okay. Cool. I, I didn't mean, notice until you just pointed it out. Okay. Good. Gosh, I, just don't want to end up in the, I don't want to end up in the recording. Last thing I'll say is DU4, We, like I said, we are getting that underway. We, I think I have just like two or three spots left. So if anybody's interested in that, hit Twitter, hit no, my DMs on Twitter. About? No, what are you talking about? Hit the Discord. Yeah, well, that, that's what I was saying. Discord, if you want that's the what link, I was saying. Discord. You, you beat me to it, but I was saying hit Twitter. I think it, the link to Discord is on the Twitter account or DM us if you can't find the link anywhere. Um, it's tweeted out all over the place in the Dynasty Underdog account too. Uh, so yeah, if you can't find it, just reach out to one of us, but, um, yeah, join there and that's how you will get into a listener league very fast. So yeah. All right. Let's hop into some, uh, other news and nonsense. <laughs> Your eyes like, can these guys shut the apps <laughs> I mean, up, ten, bro? 10 like, minutes later. It's like a free advertisement for a sleeper. All right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. He can't, he can't hack it. Like this well, is my computer's can't. pissing me off right now. So, um, <laughs> So see, it's the not sleeper, man it's ever. you. He, he is an old man on the lawn, bro. Like, we are on his front lawn, and he like, is not it should just it work. Today. It should just work the way it worked the last time I was I, using it. Like, I don't understand. I, I'll tell you what, technology <sighs> bothers me that same way. So it, it's okay, though. Don't worry. We're, we're not um, – I don't think anybody is being impacted. You know when you plug in, like, a USB, and it goes, doo-doo? Yep. It's and probably then, like, do you dude, have a USB plugged in? It's saying it doesn't recognize it. And I'm like, I don't know what to do right now. So I'll just <laughs> it's power through it. Or some shit. Yeah, power through it. We're good. We're good. All right. Worry. So Lamar Jackson, QB what? He's QB five on keep trade cut right now. Okay. Uh, and honestly, I was doing rankings, me and um, me and Jake. There's actually a lot we're offering in general with the Discord, by the way. But um, like I'm going to have rankings coming out this year. Jake and I are running that mostly. But I had Stroud above Lamar Jackson. Stroud right now is QB4 above Lamar Jackson. But I want to know if we have any recency bias kind of hitting us just as if you think in the market. I mean, looking at it, I guess not. But do you think, you know, seeing that five touchdown game, does that push him up at all anymore for you? I mean, he's still so young and he's, you know, an electric quarterback, 27 years old with the rushing ability. Should he not be closer to Jalen Hurts at QB3? 
Patrick Mahomes, a QB two, who we've also seen, you know, not play very well. <laughs> I mean, I think QB five is fine. I don't think he should be out of the top five. So just, I mean, he, he's been good ever since he's, if he's ever healthy and on the field, he's a stud. So absolute cheat code. Yeah. I mean, top right, five right. quarterback all day. Yeah. I mean, Would right, I put Stroud I, above him? I don't know if I put Stroud above him. I'm not sure. Um, yeah, it's a, it's an interesting discussion, but I, I think we're splitting hairs. Top five, at least. I mean, I personally have him outside my top five. I'm at six, but I mean, he's right there knocking on the door. Who do you have ahead of him? Burrow, Herbert, Richardson, uh, Richardson, Stroud, Tua. Uh, oh, stop! Oh my God, the Miami bias is <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just, just leaking. No, no, no I'm, your kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh I'm kidding. my God! But no, um, I do have Richardson, Stroud over him. Oh man, Josh coming back in full force, bro. I love no, this no. guy. All right. Um, okay, I just wanted to see if there's any recency bias with like that that you know massive game he just had against Miami. The team no. obviously looks incredible. Um, yeah, okay, so we're at QB5, which I think is probably appropriate. I think, honestly, that's up um, – yeah, it's up like a spot. So he was behind Joe Burrow just before. So, yeah. I do think it's interesting. The the C.J. Stroud-Lamar Jackson debate is very interesting because I think that there's probably um, a very strong argument to be made for Lamar Jackson over C.J. Stroud, despite Lamar Jackson not always having that – you know, those 20-plus you know, point games that you, you want. But um, I think those might be coming more in the future. All right, uh, are we worried about Patrick Mahomes? And do you think Kelsey is washed? I mean, I'm not worried about him because it wasn't sustainable what he was doing. <laughs> Who, Matt, Patrick Mahomes? Or, or yeah, Patrick Mahomes? Okay. Yeah, Mahomes. And I mean, Kelsey is what, 34 going on five? 34, no, 34 yeah. going on five. Yeah. yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, I've been trying to sell him for the second half of the season here, and I honestly can't get anything for him. You've been trying to sell him for three years, I feel like. I have, which, which probably is the move. But I really stepped it up th- this season, and yeah. I just I can't get anything for him. I mean, would you take a early second straight for Kelsey, given what you've seen in the Superflex League? Obviously, probably, probably yeah. Right, I think it's. I think we're at, at, a, at that at point. I think that's where, where we are. I, it'd feel bad. I'd be pushing for multiple seconds. I think I'd be pushing for multiple seconds. See if I can get that off the, you know, hope of him being that elite tight end one more for like a contender or something like that. If they have somebody else a second in their own, maybe swing that kind of deal. Even if it's not like early second, if I can get multiple shots, it's just, Oh man, it's so tough. I, yeah, I think the, the boat passed on trading him for a first round pick, which we even saw in console wars this year. We saw, you know, that, that dude tried to trade, tried to sell him for two first to everybody, you know, I mean, saying, Oh, I'm- he's, he's elite. He's elite. He's elite still. And, and I think everybody kind of was a little bit ahead of the curve there. At this point, honestly, I think the best bet is to hold him through the playoffs and hopefully he goes on a magical run and then mm, you could sell mm-hmm. him off this magical playoff run before next season starts. Yeah. So I think at, yeah, at I, this point, that's the only place you're getting value. I think a lot it's of reason to be trading right now anyway. Not a ton. True. Ton. True. Yeah, and I and I don't think there's a ton of it going on. But yeah, I do think it's a good idea is hoping because um, Jake actually talked about this a little bit with me. I think we were privately <laughs> chatting, but how, you know, playoff – football can actually get people in dynasty fantasy football, super excited, like playoff performances where, where, you know, players go off. Those are opportunities to actually go and and sell certain players where people are like, Oh my God, they're back. Or, you know, this this is the Gabe Davis stuff, right? We saw Gabe Davis have that, that playoff game years ago and that really boosted his value. So I think we can have certain, um, certain runs like that. And if, if Kelsey goes on one, he'll definitely gain some steam here. So yeah, you can hold them through. Super Bowl and uh, and then make your move there. All right, uh, Najee, week seventeen stood. Yeah, uh, you know <laughs> he came out and finally had a good game. Uh, I mean, he's the last one this season. He doesn't look better than Jalen Warren. No, still true. So apropos for for Josh's first episode back uh, that you know Najee puts in a week seventeen, honestly league winner performance. Like that was you know. 20 for one, you know, 20 plus and two touchdowns. And he and could have made it a little bit easier on some folks and actually, you know, punched in that third one that he he slid down to run out the clock on. But yeah, um, big game by Najee. He doesn't look explosive. He's the most powerful non-explosive runner you'll see around, but uh, he's a workhorse and, you know, volume is king with these running backs. It just really is. And the Steelers are determined to run the ball and I think they're going to be going forward. So um, 
I don't know where Najee will be. I think he actually might be a free agent here soon. So he might be on another team and that might, uh, that might spell bad news for, for his, you know, dynasty production, fantasy production going forward. So this might be the game to sell Najee on like right here, league winner type performance, sell Najee Harris, right? Like go get a first for him. Um, maybe, maybe a first plus, but I don't know if you were getting a first for him uh, prior to this at all. So maybe you can swing something like that. Possibly, but like you're right, said right now, most people aren't trading. So I really don't That's think true. it's going to impact, but I just want to get your thought really quick. Najee on the Titans next season. On the Titans? Yeah, without Henry. Yeah, I mean, that'd be very interesting for sure for a season. Um, and that, that would definitely be a time to sell him after that. Yeah. Yeah, that way Tajay Spears could prove he's better than Najee too. <laughs> so, so another running back can prove they're better than Najee Harris, more explosive, more dynamic. I mean, he's so not dynamic, but he can take a, a heavy workload and, and punch it into the end zone a couple of times. Like anytime the Steelers got down into the five yard line, you're like, yeah, Jalen Warren might get a touch, but he's not getting in, and then Najee will. So it's um, yeah, it, it's interesting how that works out. But he he's definitely uh, a sell candidate, I think, this off season. And yeah. I mean, if he gets to the Titans, like Josh might have something there. That would be interesting. All right, Puka, wide receiver, what in Dynasty? Let's see what is he right now. He is wide receiver eight overall, right behind Tyreek Hill, ahead of Chris Olave ahead of Jalen Waddle, ahead of Brandon Ayuk, ahead of guys like Jordan Love, Dak Prescott. Do I have the Superflex setting on? I hope yeah. Not. No, I, I mean, no, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, he's he's just below Brees Hall. I mean, I, I think like I think I would sell Puka for Brees Hall pretty easily, right? Like, I mean, I like Puka Nakua. <laughs> I love Puka Nakua. Don't get me wrong, man. This guy is, um, is awesome. And uh, this tweet here, I don't know if your eyes said this, but – this tweet here from from Russell Clay, Puka Nakua, most total yards for a rookie wide receiver all time. Puka Nakua is number one with 1,534 yards. That's ahead of Jamar Chase, Bill Groman, which I'm sure nobody at all remembers, but Anquan Bolden, Justin Jefferson, Odell Beckham, Randy Moss. So uh, a star-studded list right there. The kid is awesome. What do you guys think? Yeah, I mean, I, I get it. Um, uh, wide receiver eight, or was he eighth overall? Wide no, no, no. Wide receiver. Twenty oh, third uh, overall, though. Twenty third overall in superflex. Uh, um, keep trade cut. Man, I think I think he want to sell still, but I've been saying that all year, and he's been balling out. So what do I know? Yeah, I mean, I thought he was going to be a flash in the pan, and he's lasted. So I think he could end up being uh, going forward as long as Matt Stafford's there and healthy with McVeigh. I could see how Puka is the number one option on that team going forward. It's possible. He's younger, yeah. Uh, you know, which matters, and he's he's talented. You know, he he obviously knows the playbook. He obviously has a high football IQ to be able to go out there and do what he's doing as a rookie. Yeah, I just man being drafted so late and all those other things. Like I still have my you know issues about him, but being ranked where he is doesn't doesn't surprise me. What the community would have him that high? It's so high. I traded him for Jonathan Taylor this year and that was before Jonathan Taylor got hurt. I was on a run there and that, that kind of backfired in my face, but I, I still think it's an okay trade, but I definitely sold low based on this. And just looking at kind of where he's at here, I think if you have a QB issue and you have Puka Nakua on your team, you could solve your QB issue with Puka Nakua with like a Dak Prescott, which I'd be pretty comfortable doing a Brock Purdy. Uh, you may be able to, to swing some kind of package deal that you feel comfortable with there, but those, you know, Kyler Murray in there, like he's ahead of the, all those guys. Uh, yeah. To, to, I mean, if you, if you want to lean into the Brees Hall thing, like I I'm with that too. I, I like that. And they're right next to each other. So I think you could probably swing something like that. Um, but he's, I mean, that's a lot of value for a guy who, again, like I'm, I'm, it, I, I don't know why I'm kind of um, hesitant to just fully, fully just lock in, believe that he's, you know, a top 10, top eight wide receiver in dynasty. It's just so hard. Um, just it's given that like, is a lot of it Matthew Stafford and the fact that he's surrounded by so much great talent and uh, football minds, you know what I mean? Does that help? And how much does that help? And it's kind of um, dissecting like how much each you know matters, like in the overall equation of like how good he is, like, you know, how does that kind of, how does that pie split up? Uh, so I, I still don't know. And I'm still not, this is part of like, I think where a, a lot of people, you know, um, fail 
or, or have a flaw in dynasty. And this is definitely one of mine. It's like not being able to kind of decide and make that decision and lock in and, or just decipher what is actually happening there. Um, it's just a challenge and I don't have the answer for it right now. All right. Uh, are we going to panic on Tua? I mean, he's looked pretty brutal without talent around him. Uh, I mean, it's that, but it's also the line. I mean, I guess that obviously goes back to talent also, but, and I'm not trying to make excuses for him, but it's our line has been such a mess. And I mean, they've been playing, they played definitely plus over what anybody thought they were going to play this year. But if he doesn't have the time to make a play, and unfortunately if Hill's not there to be able to literally just to throw it up there and he go get it, he needs time to be able to set in the pocket and throw something. I'm not too worried about it. All that stuff can get fixed. Um, this is, you know, not week to week, right? Am I worried about him next week if Hill's not there? Sure. Uh, something like that. But long-term dynasty, no. I mean, we've seen him run an offense where they put up 70 points on a team. Um, you don't see that all yeah. the time. Uh, Tua has beautiful deep ball. Um, you know, once he just has like a healthy playmakers around him, he should be just fine. I mean, we see what's going on there with Mahomes, probably one of the best quarterbacks we've seen uh, in a long, long time. Uh, it doesn't seem like it this year because he's struggling because he doesn't really have is Rasheed Rice's best receiver. Travis Kelsey's old. And I, I honestly, the whole thing about Kelsey, he's what, 34. I remember y'all not there yet. But <laughs> 34, you need naps, man. You need naps. 32 like, is tough, bro. You stop, you stop taking staycations and you actually uh-huh. like, I got to go somewhere and actually fucking relax. Like <laughs> he's old. He's getting the old man status. Like I get it. Things break down. Like I think he's tired. Um, That's fair. You know, I think he probably finishes out his career similar to uh, Jason Witten. Catch the ball and fall down. So we'll see. Okay. <laughs> All right, let, let's get back to Tua right here. Let's no, no, I like this. I like this. I like this because we didn't really talk about Mahomes. So we'll, we'll, uh, we no. can totally get back to Tua. Oh, well, yeah. Anyway, yeah, Tua, I'm not worried about him. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so much to unpack. Oh, my goodness. No, yeah. Tua. All right. Let's just go here. Tua or Brock Purdy? Tua. Tua. Or Kyler Murray? Tua. Tua. Or Dak Prescott. Tua. Dak. Yeah, okay, that's the bias there. Or Trevor Lawrence. Oh. Ooh. Tua and Dak still. Yeah, Tua. Tua is QB10 on QJ Cut, and Trevor Lawrence is QB9. So I, I imagine that you could make that move and get plus on Tua right now, especially with kind of the, the performances we're seeing with the, the battle line and you know, Tyree Kill banged up and Jalen Waddle out and all sorts of stuff going on there. Trevor Lawrence is going through a little bit of that himself right now. So he is. He is for sure. Growing pains. Yeah. Yeah. But I think, you know, if you can get plus on either one of those guys, similar to kind of how we were doing the T Law Purdy thing, um, I think you're gonna probably want to do it, but I do feel comfortable that Tua is in a, a more advantageous situation, I think, fan for fantasy. Uh, yeah. For the next couple of years. Great coach. All right, uh, Justin Fields play himself into a contract. I sure hope so. I've been rooting for this kid for a long time. We had the whole, are we going to panic about him? We're episode, uh, you know, week two, week three. And I was like, you know, this happened the year before, about week five. He started coming in and he started slinging the ball. He had like three good games in a row, hurt his thumb and was out for a while, comes back. And, mm-hmm. you know, I don't have a whole lot of faith in Chicago front office just because what we've seen the whole entire time I've been alive on on this earth but if they were smart with the number one overall pick they would go ahead and uh surround a guy like justin fields with more talent because guys with that ability to play the quarterback position the way he's able to um with his arm and his legs he's a great passer Uh, those guys are hard to find so i would I would I would hope he did play himself into a contract, and I know that's what the fans mostly want. So, yeah, I mean, my feeling is if they don't draft anybody, that you'll see a contract for him by the end of day one, early day two during the draft. They're going to have to get behind him and show that we have full faith in him if they don't draft anybody. Uh, I don't know when they would make that decision. I would think that I mean they would have to make that decision obviously prior to the draft so that they can decide to like take 
Marvin Harrison or to move back in the draft and take yeah. something else because they're sitting there for, you know, Caleb, uh, you know, prime for the taking. Yeah. It's uh, I mean, I, he, to me, it looks like it's very hard to look at what he's done here and that he's not going to get a contract somewhere. Like somebody signing this kid for a oh, for sure. deal for sure. So for our purposes in dynasty, like he's obviously bought himself some more time, uh, you know, than I think many people thought he was going to have, uh, you know, a lot of people do, I think, believe that they're going to move on and, and, and draft a Caleb Williams. So I, I don't know what I believe is the right move. I mean, I do think, you know, going Caleb Williams probably in their position is better to like kind of reset. So yeah, it's, I, I don't know if like it's the right decision to pay Justin Fields and then like, and whatever that turns into and being able to keep him and all the talent around him and all the holes that they have. So it's going to be a challenge to, you know, to, to I think just keep him in town and keep it all together. But I definitely think that he's played himself into a place where in Dynasty we want him more than we did, uh, you know, before his thumb injury, put it that way. So, yeah, I think I think Justin Fields has given us more time to, first of all, sell him in Dynasty if you want and decide what we, you know, if we believe in him. Um, yeah, this was Justin Fields' third down. season, so they still have his fourth season and then the fifth-year option. Like, they have a ton. If they did <clears> – I was looking, if they did the – Next year, his fourth year, I think he's guaranteed something like 15 mil. And then if they did the uh, fifth-year option, I think it's like 20. They could get him for the next two years on an average of about $15 million. Like, they have control for two more years. Why would they even – it's not like yeah. – his contract isn't going to hinder them from doing anything. His contract is still a rookie contract. Mm-hmm. I mean, if they think they can make it happen, I don't know why you would try to go out there and get Caleb Williams. Personally. That's I fair. mean, it's not it's, – they're not up against the fence with them right now with this contract. Right? They're not – no they one's can back, pick up his fifth year, right? Against the wall, right? They could pick up his fifth year. Yeah. 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 So they got yeah. next year and the year after without even having to worry about free agency or a long term contract extension. Yeah. I mean, I could totally see them again based on what he's done here. Like he has played himself into a point where the team can totally, you know, pitch any fan base, any, you know, any anybody looking at this situation is going to be like, yeah, he's obviously, you know, done enough to, to keep the job and uh, to buy in to, you know, the future. I mean, giving him DJ Moore has clearly elevated his game a bit, like it not, not yeah. necessarily perfect, but you see some of these throws, like the one in the back of the end zone, the corner to DJ Moore mm-hmm. this past week was absolutely beautiful. A dime. Like the kid clearly has it in him. It's, you know, being consistent and you, know, maybe we see a head coach change. We don't, we don't know. There's going to be, uh, I think a lot of changes for that organization this off season. I'm just not sure Justin Fields is going to be one of them. Excuse my, maniac dog in the background um before we move on we do have a listener question here full point ppr dynasty uh i have one roster spot for next uh for an rb out of mcclellan charbonnet ty j spears ty chandler and chase brown i mean i'm taking charbonnet pretty pretty comfortably there i'm with you on that probably charbonnet i would actually take chandler oh i no i mean well i mean I would disagree. I'd say you got – well, I, I'd like two other guys there. You got Tyshia Spears and Chase Brown, which I think I, I would have them in that order. Charbonnet, Tajay, Brown, and then maybe Ty Chandler. But that's why we do this. I think I think I have it that way too. Um, yeah, spot for next year for those guys. Yeah, no, sorry. I was just looking at his comment again here. Uh, yeah, I think McClellan's like a little sleeper sleeper pick he's obviously playing himself into a role but yeah I, I i think the same order as you charbonnet spears brown chandler and brown could potentially take over spears i'm not super sold on spears like his locked in starter for for tennessee um i no, definitely yeah. think that they could they could pull in uh, a player like josh was saying earlier um you know like a joe mixon or any any kind of yeah. you know free agent workhorse running back could end up there and mess up your, your Ty J Spears workhorse, which I just don't think that's what he is. So um, yeah, I'm not fully bought in there. All right. Uh, Calvin Ridley next season. So this is, this is his last year in the contract. I think it's just a one year deal. Yeah. Yeah, It was a one year deal. Or two. So has he done enough to keep himself in Jacksonville? I mean, he's definitely done enough to get a contract with another team. No doubt about that. Um, But yeah, I guess that's an interesting question. 28 going on 29 years old. Um. Yeah, I don't know if he'll be back in Jacksonville. Um, he could be a, a sleeper to go to like Kansas City, who really needs a wide receiver, and that would be pretty sweet, right? I think yeah. we'd all feel pretty good about Calvin on Kansas City or a team like that. Yeah, there's plenty of teams. I think he's done enough this year that even if Jacksonville doesn't re-sign him, like he'll end up somewhere uh, useful, right? Like I could see him in Dallas 
Brandon Cooks yeah, is old, and Michael Gallup is there. Yeah, so, I could also like I could also see something terrible happening, like the Patriots signing him. And then it's, <laughs> you, you know what I mean? It, it, so there's a wide range of outcomes I think in terms Jesus. of like landing spot, and that really I think alters kind of the perception and just the actual production that that he's going to be offering. But just looking at his dynasty value right here, wide receiver 39 behind Jamison Williams. I mean, honestly, just give me Calvin Ridley. Like I will take Calvin Ridley there. Um, I think you could probably wait a little bit in this offseason. People get hungry for the youth. And you could probably get like Calvin Ridley plus for something that's around him in here in this uh in this KTC range. Um yeah. there's some there's some deals to be made, but you know, a second for Calvin Ridley straight for a contender that I'm comfortable with those kind of moves. Um and and hoping that he ends up on, you know, a contender type team like Kansas City or something like that. All right. What about uh Kevin Williams? How do we feel about him moving forward? He's had a great this year. one I mean he has this one's just super interesting because he's so highly you know ranked and i think uh, just like the dynasty community feels very good about him right now he's at running back seven per keep trade cut right behind devon a chain uh right behind jordan addison ahead of mark andrews travis etienne jsn i'd like to make a trade where i get jsn back for kyron williams i think um that'd be pretty sweet what do you guys think about that running back seven Kyron Williams? Like, I just don't think that that is a dynasty ranking that can hold. Can you just like curiosity? Can you go back a week and check what his ranking was last week or no before the three touchdown um, game? <laughs> but he was playing. Yeah, I can. I mean, he no, he's had a great season. Don't get me wrong. I'm just curious how much he fluctuated in that one week. Um, but no, I mean, I personally bought him up for cheap to be into the season, and I'm holding him. I don't think I, I don't think I'd go out there and buy him right now, but I'm definitely holding yeah, him. Yeah. He actually didn't go up much. He went up like a rank. Like he went up to actually two spots to running back six from eight and then back down to seven over the past day or so here. So, yeah, he didn't go up too much since that game. But looking back to November, okay, so, you know, but this is even the end of November. So beginning of December, he jumped up from running back 23 at the end of November to running back 10 at December 1st. Yeah. He's a fifth-round running back. So, you know, we'll keep that in mind. I think if the community's value him that high right now, I would try to go out and sell him for anybody adjacent in the rankings. We talked about this in the Discord a bit uh, during the week, and I think everybody was in agreement that two firsts is a pretty solid return for him. Uh, if you could get if you could get a mid one in there or two mid firsts, then I mean that's a screaming buy. But it just kind of seems like even though you know what is he? he's around a 25 early first here 24 mid first that's right next to him a 25 mid first in the keep trade cut rankings um and he's ahead of it so i think you're talking about plus there so yeah if you can get a first on top of another one obviously that's a screaming buy but i do think that is kind of what his value is is reaching towards yeah i just think that's kind of where it's at all right so let's talk about some new year's resolutions so it's the new year. Happy new year, everyone. Welcome to 2024. 2023 was pretty good to us uh, compared to the previous few years. So let's be thankful for that. Um, Josh got a new job. Billy got a baby. You know, things are good. <laughs> you got a giraffe. I mean, I got a giraffe. <laughs> My kid absolutely loves to decorate. <clears throat> But, that thing uh, is yeah. going to look like a Christmas tree by the end of the by, by the, by the time yes, we're done with this yeah. podcast. Just Weird full, just full of fun. trinkets. But yeah, uh, so a couple for me real quick. It's just to be more active on waivers. I realized that this year, uh, you know, I talk about it pretty much every year we've had this pod mm-hmm. that I like to kind of blow my fob early on. And I mm-hmm. really just didn't on anybody. Uh, I didn't really have any big waiver pickups. And... I was never really interested in what was out there this year for whatever reason, or maybe I didn't want to do the work, but I ended up in a couple of leagues with my full amount of fab, <clears throat> which I would say is a bad thing. Like he should at least be trying, um, noticing that these backup running backs, backup quarterbacks big, big time this year were, uh, you know, getting picked up for, you know, 20% fab and getting flipped for, early thirds, late seconds and stuff like that. Like there's a whole lot of value I missed out on by not being active on waivers. And so one of the resolutions I'm making for myself this year is to be more active doing that. And another one is to, this kind of goes with roster building. I want to be able to kind of what Billy likes to do is secure wide receiver studs. 
like I'm gonna do whatever it takes to make sure I have like two uh, top 16 type wide receivers that I could just start every week. And then I'm gonna load the rest of my roster with backup running backs, backup, you know, quarterbacks and, and uh, a whole slew of tight ends. Having eight wide receivers on your 25 man roster is just not good. It doesn't work out all the time. Uh, and th those guys just, they hold their value forever. Like Justin Jefferson missed half the season, but I doubt he lost hardly any value whatsoever. Jamar Chase, same thing. Anytime he misses, he misses his quarterback and he's still Jamar Chase. Like people still want him. Uh, running back skins his knee. Uh, and it's like, <laughs> sell, sell, sell. Nobody <laughs> wants him, man. He, you know, he, he sprained his pinky, uh, whatever. Wide receivers just get treated differently in the dynasty community. The stud ones, one of the top, your top 20, uh, or even, even a little bit higher wide receivers like that. Like yes. they score you points, they stay healthier and people want them more. And I'm going to try to do my best to consolidate some of my RB twos into some stud wide receivers this year. I'm going to try to retool my rosters just a little bit more to have that like solid wide receiver depth there. No, I dig that. Those are my resolutions. Yeah. Mine is to gamble a little bit more on trades instead of holding out for perceived value. If there's some high upside, I'll take a little bit of knock on volume there or a value there, but made a couple of gamble trades this year that paid off. I mean, hell this year, I've probably done the least amount of research that I've done in years and I managed <laughs> to win more leagues than I've ever won. So funny how I, don't, works I don't know sometimes. what that's saying, but <laughs> so just wing it, just wing it. Game. Um, I mean, <laughs> there's a lot of luck involved in, in the playoffs. Like it, it, I think that, I think there's a lot of work to be done in between, you know, in the regular season to kind of get you there and set you up for the playoffs. But once you get in there, anything can happen. So it's, it's, you know, it's very luck based once you get there, you can have a really good season no matter what, but no, I'm not, I'm not knocking your no, process no. or anything like that. I was just like, don't get me wrong. I'm on two of them. I under 16 playoff. I came in as a six seed and managed to win it all somehow. So yeah, definitely exactly. I had luck on my side. Yeah. And, and that's going to happen. Um, you know, whether you put in the effort or not, but I think putting in the effort gives you more chances to get in there and have that luck. Right. Um, so no, I, I love that for you. You came in, I think you had a, you had like four championships or something this year, which is yeah. really solid. Um, we have a, a lot of championships in general from the discord, just a lot of people having success. Um, in the dynasty underdog universe in general. So it's good to see, but even if you don't win, man, like it's a really, it's really challenging. Like I had eight teams of 12 teams get into the semis and I only won three of those leagues in general and only got to five of those, the finals. Like I was, it was, it was a tough shot. You know, when you, you feel like you're like, oh, I, I'm going to get like eight, eight championships this year. It's like, that's not how, that's not how it works. So it's, um it's a, it's very, very challenging to, to get there in general, no matter what you're doing. But I do like, some of your new year's resolutions here the secure wide receiver studs really speaks to me right that's kind of a big part of my strategy in terms of of wide receivers in general is you know a lot of this year i mean i acquired a lot of jamar chase some justin jefferson um you know brandon Ayuk all over the place like really trying to solidify those those core spots that you really don't have to think about for a while it allows you some flexibility elsewhere among your roster so i like those a lot for me I think a big one is uh, being organized. I think I want to be a little bit more organized this year. And, and even if that means kind of, you know, putting a spreadsheet together for some of uh, some, you know, for all my leagues, if not just kind of looking back at other teams and getting myself organized in terms of just like historically what I've been doing and like what I want to do. I just think I could, everybody probably could be more organized, but for me specifically, I'm, I'm not as organized in general as I should be with most things. And with 12 leagues, like, you know, I, I have a lot of it down with a process that's more in my head than not, and it works, but I think I could just be a little bit more organized, but also trusting my process, trusting my evaluation process a little bit more this year. I, I think we do a good job of it here. We're thorough. And I think I've missed out on a lot of really good players like Tank Dell's like Tank Dell's the, um, one. Tank Dell's the biggest one for sure for me, yep. but you know, there, I could have had more Puka Nukua, Chase Brown. I could have had Laporta, a lot of Laporta, but I wanted to, you know, fade the tight end a little bit more in draft, which is another is is definitely another New Year's resolution for me as well. Um, as far you know, also trusting my my evaluation process. But I talked a lot this offseason about 
a potential shift in a transition period for the tight ends. I talked a lot about that as well. And I didn't buy into it myself in terms of actually acquiring tight ends. Like I left myself pretty bare when it came to tight end in terms of, you know, I have a lot of Mark Andrews. Um, I, you know, I obviously, I think every, a lot of people believe in having an elite tight end, but I didn't have much behind him. And there was a lot of opportunity in this rookie draft this year to kind of back yourself up from the tight end position. And I just didn't do a good job of that. And I think that in general, kind of prioritizing, you know, when you have an elite tight end, making sure you have a competent backup in case they go down, because when they go down, it's a pretty big hole to fill. If you don't have another top, you know, six, seven ish option that actually can make a difference on your team, you know, maybe leaning more into my David and Joku off season take of like, he's going to be a super great value. He's post double digit round, like go get this guy. I didn't make as many moves to go get him on teams where I already had a tight end and kind of just thinking I could make it through no matter what. There's just a lot of fragility there at the tight end position. I mean, just like we saw QB this year, a lot of fragility there as well, but um, I think it was more unique this year to, you know, with the QBs, I think tight end, you see a lot more of that in terms of having an elite one, they get injured. It's very difficult to replace, you know, just kind of trying to get ahead of that a a little bit more. So um, more organized, trusting the process and um, leaning into a little bit more depth specifically at tight end. I don't like depth overall on my fantasy teams. That's not something I prioritize, but definitely at tight end, I think is one we need to uh, prioritize going forward. Really quick. What is Mark Andrews value right now? In terms of keep trade cut, I'll tell you right now. I I just saw him here a second ago. Mark Andrews, 42nd overall player. He is tight end four, and that is behind tight end three, Trey McBride, tie, uh, tight end two, TJ Hawkinson. Who's our tight end one right now? Sam Laporta. Yeah, I mean, that's not how I would have it personally. I would have Mark Andrews as my tight end one. So he's obviously taken a massive hit from the injury. I would have him one or two for sure, but definitely ahead of, uh, of Hawkinson. I mean, I, you can make an argument for McBride and Laporta with age for sure. I think that those guys are more explosive tight ends that, um, than like a TJ Hawkinson. So Hawkinson would definitely be at, at four at the very least for me there, but I know I have Mark Andrews one. All right. Anything else before we talk trades? Happy new year's. Happy new year's. All right, so this is a trade from uh, was a Dan's dynasty that I'm in with him. He mm. traded away Russell Wilson for Joe Mixon. And this was after he, eliminated he from the playoffs. That? Yeah, after elimination from the playoffs and all that, just got her done. Wait, Dan traded Russell Wilson and got Joe Mixon. Yeah, I don't like that. Oh, sorry, I was reading it based off what was written down on the shade here. Joe Mixon for hmm. Russell. Sure. Let me double check, but uh... that sounds no. I think he got Russell Wilson for yeah. Joe Mixon. Um, I'm actually like 90 percent sure because that was after I had traded Derrick Henry for Russell Wilson, and we were having the whole conversation about can he get this done. And I believe that he traded Joe Mixon for Russell Wilson, which I like a lot. <laughs> if he did that, but um, oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah he traded yeah, away okay. Mixon for Wilson. Yeah, because Dan's smart. I, I like I I know he wouldn't do that other thing. Yeah. Um, right. yeah. yeah, this is this is again this is Russell Wilson taking the hit, you know, from being sat and everybody thinking that he's he's just done and washed or whatever. But um, listen to last week's episode if you want to hear like a really thorough take uh, on uh, on Russell Wilson and kind of just some of the numbers and stuff. I mean, he he was good this season. Bottom line, that's the way to put it. He was good this season. He doesn't deserve to be sat. That's for sure. He will have a starting job in this league next year. I believe so. Definitely like trading a running back for a starting quarterback. All right. Uh, next one. Uh, this is our Debbie. Uh, traded away Tyree Kill for yeah. Brock Purdy. What do you think, Josh? Uh, I mean, without seeing your entire team and actually seeing a full breakdown on it just for face value, I don't hate it. I don't get me wrong. I love Rake and he's a fancy monster, but his injuries and age was catching up with him. And I mean, you guys know I'm high on Purdy. I took him as my QB one in DU three. And yeah, I, I would make that trade. <laughs> Dude, that was actually pretty impressive. You took him very high in that draft. And you guys all gave before... me shit about it. Yeah, yeah I, know sure. I, yeah. I know I did. <laughs> oh, I, we, we absolutely did. He was, uh, that was coming off. I think the, the elbow surgery maybe. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and it was all the questions about if he'll even start. And so you smashed that one. You definitely got him. I think in like, 
the, I want to say the sixth or seventh round, which is really good value, obviously uh, like at, at this point. So that was, that was a heady, heady move by you for sure. On that one, just looking at tr- keep trade cut Tyree kills a couple spots ahead of Brock Purdy. And I, and that makes sense. It definitely does. But I think, you know, we're putting together um, contender and rebuilder rankings. That's what I've been doing over the past week or two here is setting that sheet up. And when you do the, when I do the rebuilder rankings, I, I'm, you know, I was like really fine tuning them. And I was like, you know, these are the kind of decisions you have to make. And it's like, at that point, it is Brock Purdy over Tyree kill, because you're going to have a longer you know, lifespan most likely here. We've already seen him take a significant injury, come back and have the job. So we know that it's pretty much his job unless he just absolutely starts playing terribly, which seems to be unlikely. We saw him bounce back already from a pretty bad performance. So like I, I definitely, like for us, it made a lot of sense because we are rebuilding. We're not going to be contending next year, most likely. And even if we are, it's a long shot. And we, if, you know, if we do it, we'll probably do it with or without Tyree Kill at that point. So yeah, I, I like that move. I think you're going to see Brock Purdy over Tyree Kill come uh, 2028 for season yeah. do you guys think you could have squeezed out a debbie pick i think we talked about it a little bit. i was just like why do i feel like this was a discussion based off billy's reaction just then <laughs> no no and it wasn't even it's not like your eye like stopped me for any from yeah. anything we had this discussion he was like and i said to him i, I was like i kind of want to grab a pick out of it too but we i don't know if we were in like a position of advantage really where we could kind of call the shots necessarily like i i mean we we were trading to a contender, but nobody else was really making deals for Tyree Kill. None that were competitive like this yeah. one that were right. like actually, oh, we're getting a quarterback. And we were desperate at quarterback. We, we needed a quarterback 100%. So um, it made a lot of sense, I think. But I, it's also one of those where I think, you know, a trade that you're going to lose now, you're going to win in six months type of thing. I think that this is going to look better, you know, six months to a year from now um, in terms of like value wise. But yeah, I, I like it. Um, made a couple trades for uh, – I would have made a couple trades for Purdy this past week. I tried to, but this one this one I like, and it got done. So Yeah, when Billy on. hit me up in the text message, was like, hey, Purdy for Rico. I'm like, yeah, sure. I didn't realize we had been offered the offer. I didn't get to, I didn't see the email. So I thought it was like he was going to reach out to, yeah. to the trade partner. And I was like, well, maybe you could ask, ask for a pick. He's like, I already accepted. I'm like, I'm so cool with that. Like, <laughs> He's like, I'm, I don't need the back and forth. <laughs> Cool. He's like, I don't even yeah. want to hear more about this. It was funny. It's our boy, Matt Hatton, too, who I'm in a yes. bunch of leagues with. He's in Console Wars. He's yeah, in he's, our Dynasty. He's a good player. Great player. He just came in second <laughs> in Dynasty Underdog 1 in our first listener league. And um, our boy, Ben, uh, Ben Dovin, he came in first. So both those Aussies came first and second in DU1, which is pretty cool. Um, they're very good Dynasty players. Very good. And uh, and this was like, you know, I, I try to trade Hill and Pollard and, you know, like – cup and something else for justin jefferson from him in that league earlier this season he held out and ended up getting reek for purdy at the end of the day so i'm sure he's much more pleased with that than giving up the the long-term asset of of justin jefferson for all of that nonsense which pollard useless and all that so yeah um interesting stuff that went down there in the uh in the debbie league but that was that was the deal i felt like we did a good job on yes okay this next one happened in du1 actually right before uh, championship games got going. I think this was like late night, you know, like maybe 1 a.m. or something for for the Aussies. But uh, this was me and Ben who I was just talking about. Uh, I, I missed the playoff – or not missed the playoffs, but I got booted from the first round of the playoffs with a pretty good team here but old, so I needed to kind of rebuild. I sent away CMC for Jalen Waddle in two-thirds, one in 24 and one in 25. I love it. Yeah, uh, it's good. It's good for you. <laughs> it's good for you. Well, yeah. I, I mean, it might be. Honestly, I'm looking at it, it. Might be, you know, considering the situation at the time, like it might be a little, might be a little cheap uh, for CMC. But I think you know, coming into next season, we're not in the playoffs anymore, right? So I think at the time, I think you probably could have got a little bit more for CMC. But uh, going forward, I, I I do like this for you. Yeah, like it's uh, CMC is a really difficult asset because he's such a, a fantasy producer, but everybody knows it's going to fall off a cliff really fast. So I nobody know. wants to give nobody, and it is. He's 27 years old. I'm sorry, we just saw him that the game <laughs> after I traded him, he went and got got injured, and that's yeah. not indicative necessarily of his age, and and you know it's not um, predictive or anything like that, but just you know he showing you that he's getting older he can get banged up he's 27 we know these guys don't last at running back so for in my mind like 
even if he gets one more year out of him, which I think that's probably like one more elite year, I think is probably what you could get out of CMC. I don't know if I'm going to get a first plus for him. And even if I do, is that going to be as good as Jalen Waddle? So, you know, Jalen Waddle's a really, really good player. So I felt comfortable taking that in the two thirds, which for me, rebuilding, I don't have a bunch of picks, kind of helped me just build up my catalog of picks back and give me a couple shots at maybe, you know, maybe my scouting allows me another, um, a Puka type thing or, or you know, Adele a falls to me down there or Josh Downs or any of those kind of guys, you know, I actually, you know, put my money where my mouth is and go get the guy in the third round instead of waiting for the fourth. So um, that's the idea of those, those kind of picks, getting those uh, championship tokens too is also useful, you know, just having those to kind of throw around next year if, if needed. Right. So I, I made one trade, one impactful trade in this playoffs. Um, didn't write it down because it's pretty long. No shocker there, I'm sure. But so I sent away <laughs> 35 year old CMC crushing in the league will just ruin me. Okay. Uh, sent away Michael Thomas, Baker Mayfield, Conklin, and Oconwo. Received back Luke Musgrave, Jalen Hyatt, and Kyron Williams. It's a great deal. Good job. Anything else you guys want to talk about before we get out of here? Uh, yeah, uh, I, I just want to mention, you know, again, discord, everybody hop in the discord. Uh, I do have a lot of like off season plans for us in terms of like, um, a schedule coming up just for stuff we're going to talk about. I mean, we always do the prospect evaluation shows, you know, down the road, of course, but I had a, a, just a kind of a ton of different plans in terms of, you know, the ranking stuff that we have coming out, talking about the positional landscape, you know, trying to look ahead at changes coming up in that looking at the 2024 draft strategy, all sorts of different stuff that I, I kind of am planning out here. Um, as we get into the off season, probably going to be a lot of it starting, you know, post Super Bowl, just giving us a chance here to breathe a little bit, not in terms of the show, like the show will have a schedule going, but in terms of extra content and stuff like that, but look out for that. Tons of good stuff coming your way in 2024. All right. With that, thanks everyone for giving us a listen, follow us, on Twitter at Dynasty Underdog, at Uriah Dawkins, at William DFF, at Josh Goldberg. No, no, no don't twi- follow no Josh. Tw- no Twitter anymore. If, if you want to talk shit to me, you have to join the Discord. Join the Discord, <laughs> yes. Join the Discord, it's free. Josh will be on there. Mental listen health prioritized. I like yes. it. I like it. Yes, sir. <laughs> and listen to us on Spotify if you can. Uh, I'm sure your other podcast platforms are sweet, but if you got Spotify, uh, do us a favor and listen to us there too. So check out YouTube. I'll see everybody next month. Yes, good to have you back, Josh.